Thessalonians, first chapter, first Thessalonians one. God bless you for all you do. Thank you for your help. Thank you for even thinking about being a help and considering all the work that goes into seeing God's presence move like this. It is because people are praying and people are entering in and applying themselves and God bless you for it. First Thessalonians one. Praise the Lord. I want to say it's good to see our friend Sandy here tonight. God bless you. We've uh, been stopping out at the Margaret Mal home. It was Tuesday nights, probably Thursday nights, going to be for uh, for the, from here on uh, for a little while. And uh, Sandy works at the front desk and just does a great job. But takes all of our temperatures and uh, uh, makes sure we have a mask and uh, we're always trying to see uh, who can beat each other with the temperature and. But uh, she's just a, a great lady that loves God, and God has done some amazing things in her, and just believing God is not done yet. Amen. And I'm thankful for just all the hungry people that are saying, you know what? I, I just believe there's more for me. I believe God's got greater. Amen. I, I just want to keep on going deeper and deeper into the love of God. Amen. Well, help us pray right now. Father, we love you. Thank you. For your presence today, thank you for, Lord, just your power that is here to touch and heal. And God, and to, to help us, Lord, with our weakness. And God, I pray that you would just work through the preaching of your word. Perfect us. Lord, help us, Lord, to build in our faith. And, and, Lord, to be more of what we ought to be. More like you, God. Fill us with your love and your kindness. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. First Thessalonians one, let's start in verse five for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, not so much saying it, but can you see it? Amen. You should know enough of the word of God to be able to tell somebody the good news, the gospel, but can they see the power of God in your life? Our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power. And in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as we know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. There's that is again. We talked about this morning how the word of God is for you to abound. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord. We're going to get back to that. Having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that awesome? Paul said we were preaching to you and we were going through it, but we still had that joy. Amen. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith to God word is spread abroad so that we need not speak anything. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. God bless you. You can be seated. We're going to title this tonight just for a little while here. Going to be preaching to examples, inspirations, and targets. Paul talking to the church and of course God is using him not only to talk to them but to talk to us. And he tells them, hey, listen, this gospel we preach, this work we're doing for the kingdom of God, it's not always easy, but God is the one that enables us. 
We go through great afflictions, but it's the Holy Ghost in us that gives us joy in spite of the trials that we face. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what kind of battle you're fighting, and if you've signed up, can I say it that way, to be a child of God, amen, you're going to fight some battles. But let me say it to you one more time, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Paul said we came with much affliction, but you were able to see the power and the Holy Ghost in us. Paul is excited about this church. He's excited about believers that are doing so well. You can't really see this kind of talk in First and Second Corinthians. Because these folks were carnal, worldly, always bickering, childish, immature. Amen. Always fighting within against one another. But Paul talks about these here in Thessalonica, and he says, listen, I'm telling you about my preaching, but let me tell you about what I see in you. So that ye were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. He tells them that they got a hold of what was being preached so well that I could count on you to take it forth from what I have done in you, what, how I have ministered the word of God. It didn't just stop that day when I said, amen, you're dismissed. But now it's living in you, that gospel, that good news. People see that life, that power in you. That you can be an example, an inspiration. Paul told them that he sees them following him. What it says there, praise God. You became followers of us, verse 6, and of the Lord. See, Paul said for me to live is Christ. He's not trying to put himself out there as some kind of leader, some kind of great man. He's just showing forth Jesus. He said, I came, made up my mind, determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. How important it is that we all have examples in our lives. See, I see two things happening here at the same time. I see Paul saying you were able to follow an example. Amen. You shouldn't be afraid of recognizing that that God has put people in your life to to shine Jesus through. Somebody that's been down the road a little longer. Somebody that's fought some battles that maybe you might be getting ready to fight and that you might be able to learn from and say, you know what, if they're still shouting, if they're still happy in God, if they've still got the joy of the Lord, you know what, I want to learn some things from them. Amen. I'm inspired by them. But it's not just that. It's not just being able to be inspired by examples in your life. But it's also the ability to say, you know what, God, you know what I'd really like in my walk, in my life for you? I'd like somebody to see me and say, you know what, I'd like to have what they have. See, I think every one of us needs to have that kind of balance in our lives. People we look to, people that we lean on, people that are praying for us, people that can help us be better. How much of this world, people gravitate to 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 friends so-called that bring out the worst in them. Amen. 
When you're battling uh, uh, anger and you don't want to spend a lot of time around angry people listening to angry music, saying angry things. Amen. If you're trying to, to, to have the will of God in your life and, and there's a lot of things trying to pull you aside and you got to be careful. You know, we say this so often, young people that, that are looking for the will of God in their lives and for, for maybe a husband or wife or a family sometime, praise the Lord. You can, you can chatter all day to, to people going through the same kind of battles. You say, Oh, I love hearing people that know exactly what I'm going through. Funny thing is, that a lot of younger people don't realize we know what you're going through. Yeah. Those of us that, us that have been through it. Yeah. And in fact, as good as it feels to have somebody say, oh, yeah, I know it's so hard and I struggle too. You know, when you're drowning, yeah. it's good to get somebody who knows how to swim and is, right. amen, is able to help you on the dock. Right. Hallelujah. Somebody that cares. Hallelujah. And I'll pray with you and pray for you and tell you sometimes what you don't want to hear, but that you need to hear. Every one of us, every one of us needs to be able to let God put you in a place where you can say, I'm so glad I've got people in my life that can inspire me to pray. Inspire me to love God. Inspire me to press on and not get lazy and complacent and And help me to become somebody that Paul said, you know what? Some of these areas in your community in Macedonia, Achaia, he said, they're not talking about Paul. Not directly. They're talking about you and what God's done in your life. And see, we're all working together. Paul's not saying, you know what? Hey, I, when you start bragging about them, it's me. I'm the one that planted that church. <laughs> you know, I ought to get some credit. He's excited about yeah, it. That's right. Amen. He said this to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 4. Such a neat portion of scripture. Now, remember I told you in Corinth, they were immature and just always bickering and trying to just outdo one another, really, which... They never really got the idea of, hey, we're, we ought to be excited for one another. We're on the same team. Look what he says. He's really, now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to unpack just every bit of this whole, what's going on in this chapter, but he is really kind of sarcastically rebuking them. You know, they thought they were so much better than him, even that they didn't really need that mentorship, that example that Paul had always been to them. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 6. And these things, brethren, I have a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes. There it is again, for your sakes. That ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written. That no one of you is puffed up for one against another. Pride is what really gets to the root of a, is really at the root of a lot of, a lot of our problems, isn't it? Don't be puffed up one against another. Look what he says. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? He said, oh, wait a minute. You're different than them who you feel like they're not doing as good as you. Well, whose fault is that? Is that yours? Is that because you're so much more awesome than they are? No. What hast thou that thou didst not receive? This is God's gift to you. That's right. 
You start bragging about how awesome you are. And God says, hmm, when I found you, you weren't so awesome. <laughs> what, what gift do you have that you didn't receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, if that's the truth, why dost thou glory? Why brag about it as if you had not received it? Now you're full. Now you're rich. There's some of that sarcasm. You're so awesome. You have reigned as kings without us. He's saying they're, they're bragging about how great they're doing. And he said, you know, this was the ministry getting you to that point. Now you feel like you're reigning as kings and it has nothing to do with the examples and the inspirations that God's put in your life. But look what he says. I would to God that you did reign. That we also might reign with you. That's the difference between the church and the playground. Now, you might think I'm talking about elementary school, but there's a lot of playground mentality at the jobs, in families. Amen. Can't get excited for somebody else doing good. Always have to be just uh, uh, at, uh, at odds, just competing with one another. Wait a minute. Bible talks about how we love one another and we're excited about one another's victories. And when you've got a victory, that's my victory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When somebody is blessed and I'm, I'm excited for them. Paul said, I hope you do reign. They're saying, oh, we're doing so great. He's like, I'm glad to hear that. We all ought to be rejoicing together that we might reign with you. It ought to be that you see somebody doing good around you and you say, hey, that's my brother. That's my sister. Whew, that's, that's the team that I'm on. I benefit when they're strong. You know, the dumbest thing is say, oh, I'm the strongest one. Who's going to pray for you when you're down? Oh, I'm the only one really living for God. Who's going to help you when you're weak? Oh, I don't get weak. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just like you got, you got this relationship with God. You don't need anybody. Well, that's not really the way the Bible tells it. God helps us to work together as a body. So when one member is weak, we don't pick them apart. We don't magnify, oh, let me, let me point this out because I want everybody to know I'm not doing as bad as they're doing. No, no, no. That's your team. Don't, don't think for one minute God's not hearing any kind of talk about pointing out weakness to make yourself feel better. God says, ooh, that's not what we're about. Acts 14, you see it happening a lot. There's religious Jews and and Think about it now. There's, there's the ones that are supposed to be. They think they're right. They think what Paul is doing and the church is doing is, is awful. They're still holding on to the law of Moses, Acts 14. And uh, verse 1, it says, It came to pass in Iconium that they went both together in the synagogue of the Jews. And so spake. So Paul goes into the synagogue. This is a religious place where people are trying to supposedly help people. And Paul starts opening up their scriptures and telling them about Jesus. Great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. Acts 14, 2. But the unbelieving, the ones that rejected the gospel of Paul, it wasn't enough for them to, to reject it for themselves, but they have to attack. 
That's something about human nature that you'll see quite often. People that are not willing to pay the price. They, they can't just go their way and say, yeah, it's just not, I'm not ready or it's not for me. They have to turn around and try to pull people down and pull people away and try to cause division. And the Bible says the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. I'm going to tell you something. I believe somebody here today needs to hear it, maybe even a little bit more than most, that when you start seeking to, to go into those deeper depths, to do something for God, to be a shining light, to... You start seeing around you, hey, there's a, there's a lot of people that are, that, that are believers, but you know that there's a lot of lukewarmness. There's a lot of people that aren't really dedicated to, to following the word of God. I want to be an inspiration. I don't want to be the guy that just goes around and correcting everybody, beating them over the head, saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Whoa, you're really wrong. You get two points. I want to be somebody that can show them, hey, here's. How exciting it is. I want to inspire somebody that they might ask a question, but there's always going to be a target. Remember when the day of Pentecost Bible says they're all one place, one accord. God's spirit came down like a mighty rushing wind filled all the house where they were sitting. God's moving. God's working. There's a revival happening. And what happens? There are some that come to mock, to laugh at them. Amen. Didn't stop them. Amen. You're going to become a target. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you, you, you're not looking for that. You don't understand why. But, but that's, the, that's the easy path to be able to point a finger and say, ah, look, you don't, that, that's nothing what you have. But God hears it. God sees it. Remember in the Old Testament when Hezekiah was being attacked by the enemy of Assyria and God, God moved for him, but he came into the temple and he brought the letter that, that uh, I believe was Sennacherib wrote to him and said, oh, we're going to come against you. We're going to level you guys. And he said, God, listen, listen to what he's saying. We're your children. God hears what they're saying about you. I said, God hears what your enemy is saying about you and he'll defend you. You can sleep at night. You can give that to God. Don't plan a revenge. Don't plan how to try to get even. Don't try to justify yourself. Just keep being an inspiration. Keep being an example. Don't get caught up in it. Just God hears what people are saying against you. And he'll defend you. But remember, the same way God hears how people are trying to evil affect the minds of people. Somebody comes around, they don't even tell your children, tell your family. They don't know what they're talking about. Don't, don't, don't lower yourself to that level. Don't get involved in that kind of drama. Praise God. Because, you know, somebody, somebody's hurting, somebody's needs help, and you're the one pointing the finger. You're the one who's whispering gossip. Or, you know, God hears that. I want to be a part of the help. I want to be a part of the solution. Well, didn't the Internet do something for gossip? You want to talk about uh, just all the things that have been damaging to the kingdom of God, and the Internet has taken it to an all-new level. 
Brother Mike and I that work together for the GVI and and uh, things we're hearing that it's uh, it's amazing that somebody say something about their friend, a girlfriend, or say something stupid online because anybody can with an internet connection and a, and a phone, I guess. And after a while, there's guns involved. People are getting shot because of internet drama over over things that are just foolish, just. People tearing down. I, I, I've seen people in tears about just, oh, what am I supposed to do about my friends that won't have anything to do with me? And, and, and I sit down and say, what's going on? Talk to me. I know God, God hears your, your, your tragedy. Somebody unfriended me. So who? I, I don't know that I've ever really met them, but I mean, what? Listen, there's so much drama that goes on in the world. We we're talking earlier about about being so concerned and so caught up in so much of of what really isn't doesn't amount to anything. We hear things, the enemy tries to work against the unity of the church and we hear things, we suspect things, all oh, suspicion. I, I I don't know how many people folks that 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 love truth and and walk with with uh in the word of god and could give you a bible study but everybody around them oh do you see that i think they're gonna they're gonna be a problem oh that that's 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 compromise right there. that's backsliding right there listen hearing or seeing and jumping to conclusions assuming things you live that life that's gonna come back on you the kind of judgment that you meet out you're gonna receive you pick apart and you have a suspicious kind of attitude. You allow your mind to be evil affected by gossip or by just assumptions and suspicion. You're going to reap that. That's what God said. Jesus said the same kind of judgment that you use. Why don't you use the kind of judgment you'd like? You know what I like? I like mercy. I like people assuming that maybe there's more to the story and there's better. That maybe there's more facts that they didn't know about. I like when people do that, so that's what I'm going to do. When I see something I don't like or something I don't agree, maybe I don't know all the story until I talk to my friend. Until I talk to that one that's going through it. Well, that's what I would appreciate if somebody talked to me before they jumped to conclusions. Why Why wouldn't I do that for somebody else? If we're going to allow God to really continue giving us more and more of his power, his, his spirit to, to be that shining light, like Paul talked about those in Thessalonica, I, I can't allow my mind to be evil affected toward people. I got to look at people and say, Hey, there's somebody I want to inspire. I want to lead. I want to be an example to help us. Lord, first Corinthians 13. I'm not going to preach very long tonight, Lord willing. First Corinthians 13, probably a lot of you could quote most of it. Talks about love, God's love, not just a feeling, not an emotion, but love that serves, that gives love that. In first John, he talks about you give your life for your brother, kind of love that took Jesus to the cross. Can we look at it again? First Corinthians 13, one, though I speak with tongues of men and angels. If I don't have charity, if I don't have that kind of love that only God can put in somebody, his love in me. 
God says, whoo, what is that noise? I thought that was worship, God, not without love. It's not. I thought that was me being filled with the spirit, not without love. It's not. Be an example to the people that need it. Be an inspiration to the people that need it. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, though I have all faith. Wow, that is so spiritual so that I can remove mountains and have not charity. It's nothing. I was reading in your word, God, about how a faith can move a mountain, God. And I, I, I believe I've seen some mountains move in my life. Nothing. Without love. You don't care about people and their souls. God says you are worthless in my kingdom. Your gifts and your abilities don't count for a whole lot. This is about people. Jesus came to die to suffer for people. Every healing was because he cared that people were sick. Every demon cast out wasn't some demonstration of power. It was because somebody was bound. This is the kind of love we need in the house of God for people. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. We can do the right thing with the wrong motives. So wrong that it completely nullifies the value in the kingdom of God. Did you hear what I said? You can do everything just right, but without love, without a motive. This is conveniently situated between first Corinthians 12 and first Corinthians 14. It's talking about the spiritual gifts that you can be very gifted, but without the proper motivation, the Lord says it really is not important, not valuable to the kingdom of God. Charity suffereth long. You know, some versions might just say it's patient, and patience is, a, is really the point of this. But the understanding of patience mean, meaning you don't give up, but you suffer. You, you, you bear the burden long. And it's kind. If you really love people, you're going to be patient with them. You're going to be kind to them. Amen. Amen. That's what this world needs. We need this in the church. We need that kind of example. We need that kind of inspiration. Nobody has ever come to God. Nobody will ever stand up in heaven and say, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. I was so lost. And thank God for Christians that made me feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) Made me feel like dirt. Because that's why I turned my life around. Their cold shoulder because I wasn't holy. Their rude looks because I wasn't what I should to be. It inspired me to be just like them. And I'm in heaven today because of all those cold, unloving hearts. Never. There's going to be a lot of folks that need help. Can I tell you? I'm one. Amen. And I know what helps. Amen. So if I can't say I know what has helped me, so I know what I can be to be that inspiration, that help, that example. You'll be targeted. But keep 
Keep suffering long. Keep being kind. Charity envieth not. The exciting thing to me about living for God is that God's going to give me what he wants me to have. He's going to give you what you want to have. And I'm excited about what God knows is best for me. Amen. I love what God's done for me. And I'm not jealous of anybody else because you know what? If he's done something for you, that's your place. That's your, 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 your role in God. And God bless you for it. Amen. I'm going to reign with you. God's done so much for me. And I want to tell you something. I don't want anything he doesn't want for me. Charity envies not. It's not, doesn't vaunt, it's vaunted not itself. It's not puffed up. There's that pride again. Charity's not going to brag about who I am or what I am. You know, if you're going to live for God, remember that being a target that we talked about? You're not always going to get the credit you deserve. You're not always going to get uh, the, the, when you do right, sometimes you're going to have to just say, God, I'm an unprofitable servant. That's what the Bible says. You know what, God, I really prayed and, and God, you moved and I did something that I feel like was, well, it was, it was your will. And, uh, I didn't get my parade. I didn't get people cheering for me. It's not about that. It's about being a, a servant, a minister where you help. Did you help somebody? Are they doing better because of it? I tried. That's all you can do. Amen. First Corinthians thirteen five. Charity doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own. This isn't it, it, this this isn't a a lifting up of ourselves. Hey, look at me. I'm looking at what's God's kingdom, the needs there, the help there. How can I be an example? How can I be an inspiration? How can somebody say that's good when I'm, I'm praying around you? Oh, it's a blessing. When I, when I see your faithfulness, that helps me be faithful. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. There's that idea of suspicion. You know, I've said this many times and I've run into people that, well, I've been around a lot of people that have just lived their lives by this idea. You know, if you think the worst of people, you probably won't be wrong most of the time. I agree with that. A lot of bad things happen. And if you assume the worst, you probably be right a lot of times. But you won't be righteous. You won't be like Jesus. You're looking for the worst. You're expecting the worst. You're worried, oh, if I, if I trust you, then I'm going to be dis-. Just trust God. Just trust God and be an inspiration, be an example. If you expect the worst, people fail. People fail. And sometimes they get up and do better after that. But if you constantly expect the worst in everybody, you're not living the life Jesus wants you to live. Look to cheer people on. Encourage people. Help them get back up again. Tell me that's not your Bible. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. People's minds. I get it. I get it. The world and, and the evil that's all around us. I get it when people have that suspicion. They, we're living in this last day. Bible says great falling away. I know that. 
But love is the bond of perfectness, the Bible says. This charity is what we got to put on. And even though there's a great falling away, I'll tell you the kind of attitude that I have dealt with. Just here it is. I knew it. This is the one that, that it just goes off the rails and everybody's going to hell. Really? What a sad way to live your life. It's not, that's not where, G, where Jesus is. That's not how he lived his life. That's not the church. Be an example. Have examples of people that have been through some things and they haven't gotten themselves all tangled up in negativity. Get around people that are going to inspire you to, to keep on going and love and serve and give. Amen. And then you turn around and do the same thing to others. 1 Corinthians 13, 6, charity rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. I'll tell you, nowadays, something goes wrong. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody knows about it. Everybody's published it everywhere. Get so excited when somebody fails. Really? Rejoicing in iniquity? We ought to rejoice when people are doing well. It ought to weep. Amen. It ought to break our hearts. We need to pray for those that are doing poorly. Pray for those that have gone off the way. Pray and ask God, help me to shine a light somehow to them. Hallelujah. This world is, like I said, this cancel culture that we see around us. People are... Oh, see, I knew that ministry was destined to fail. I knew... I want to see people get excited. I love hearing somebody got saved, somebody got filled with the Holy Ghost, somebody got helped, somebody, there's revival going on somewhere. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing great things done. Amen. I'm so tired of people being excited about all the bad news. You've been manipulated. You've been manipulated by this culture and the media of it, just selling bad news, all the clickbait to get you to look at some train wreck of something where you think that's just everything. Everything's going wrong. God's not going wrong. God's got a church that's not going wrong. God's got revival in this last day. Amen. And if you'll keep your eyes on God and not be so negative, God's going to work in you. Charity never faileth. Hallelujah. It goes on for a little while, but let's just stop there and, and recognize. God's, God's got a church. I know the way is narrow. I know there's just a remnant. I know even amongst those that that are professing Christians, there's a there's a great lukewarmness in the day, a great falling away. I see all that. But listen, look and see the people that need inspiration. Let God open your eyes and show you that you're you're not alone. There's faithful people. There's people that love God. They're not. Don't put them on a pedestal. Listen to me said this before. I don't want to linger on, but, but I heard somebody say it this way, and I thought it was so good. I've shared it with, with many others. You know, if you idolize somebody or something, when they let you down, you will demonize them. What happens is, oh, there's a Christian. Thank God for it. But when you put them in a place where you don't think they'll ever have a, a frailty, they'll never 
make a, a mistake every judge. They're going to hold them. You're going to hate them. One, one misstep, one misunderstanding. No, that's, that's not love. That's not the love we want. That's not the judgment we want. Why do people demonize churches and ministries of people? And they just, just a, a, even the smallest misstep. Listen to me. Praise God. In this last day, God is calling us to be examples. God's calling us to be inspiration to others. God's calling us to show many religious people, many sincere people, there's life, there's power. Amen. There's, there's victory. There's a change. There's, there's a way to have your chains broken. Amen. There's a way to have victory in your heart and mind. There's inspir- you can be that inspiration. You can be that one that people see. You know what? You're not perfect. But you got something more than what this world has to offer. The enemy is going to fight against you. The enemy is going to attack you. There's people that are going to try to try to turn people against you, affect their minds in an evil way. But listen to me. Hold on. Be a light. Be an example. Be an inspiration. And see what God does in your life. Can we bow our heads in prayer, please? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a... An end time warfare going on. When you have come into a church like this that will seek to inspire you to higher heights, seek to challenge you, get down into your heart and into your spirit. Bible says that the Word of God is sharp. It's quick. It's powerful. It's alive. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It gets down into the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The motives. Are you doing what you're doing in love? When you get into a church that's going to challenge you, to perfect you, to help you grow and mature in your faith, that you can be more effective. See, the most gifted people, they need perfected because there's motives sometimes that hold us back. There's things that that take the most gifted people and throw them off the rails because their motives aren't just right where they need to be. But God's working and God's teaching. Hallelujah. God's leading us into higher heights and deeper depths of His Spirit to be more effective for His kingdom. And there's not a day that goes by that we ought not just say, God, help me. Please help me to love people the way I should love people. Help me, Lord. If you don't pray that already, can you pray it with me? Because I know I've been praying it. God, I know there's a lot of hurt and I know there's a lot of people that seem like they're aiming for a target somebody put on my back. But help me love people. Help me not to be impatient and unkind. Help me not to be puffed up or 
easily provoked. Help me not to think evil. Help me not to rejoice in iniquity. God, help me to love like you want me to love. Help me, Lord, to be an example to those that are looking for Christians and can't seem to find too many that are real. Help me to inspire those that have lost hope and feel like there's nothing left. No revival for them. Help me, Lord, to inspire them. Help me to care when people feel like it's hopeless. Help me to shine the light wherever I am, God, that they might see my good works and glorify you. Help me never, Lord, to compare myself to my brother, to my sister, but to rejoice with them, to reign with them, to be excited for them, to weep with them. Help me to be what you've called me to be. Let's pray. Let's find a place to talk to God. Oh, I love you, Jesus. your circumstance that you're going through. It's not ideal. God's got you where He wants you, but there's challenges. There's difficulties. Say, God, why are you putting me through these situations that put pressure on me? Because when you shine under the pressure, that's when people notice. That's when you can be an example. That's when you can be an inspiration. When things go wrong and people see, you must have something that I need. You must have something that I have been looking for. Because anybody can go through the easy times and and be happy. But it's another thing altogether to be focused on the will of God when you're going through trouble. When you're praying and saying, God, help me love 
people that are hard to love. Help me, Lord, be an example to the people that need it the most. Help me inspire some somebody. Listen, there's a younger generation. Tangled up. Heard about it this morning with depression, addictions. They need to see something greater than what this world offers them. You've got it. You've got what it takes to have victory. You can point a finger. There's people that need don't have a dad. Don't have a mom. Not somebody that cares about them. Not somebody that can help them see what it really means to be a godly man or godly woman. An example. This is something I've been praying about so much here lately. A lot of very frustrating situations in this world that we come across. This world needs mentors. Can I say leaders? Moms, dads. People that can show, hey, there is somebody that cares about you, loves you. It's praying for you. When they don't listen, when they turn their back, Lord, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep holding on. I'm not going to give up on you. I care about you. I believe there's ministries here in this church. Being that kind of example, being that kind of inspiration to a younger generation. God, I pray you work in each one here today with the sound of my voice. Lord, with all the sin and all the hurt and depression, all the lies, the confusion with gender these days. and Lord, I pray, God, that you will use my brothers and sisters to inspire. Use them to show this world there's something better than the filth they've seen on the internet than the drama they've seen in social media. Lord, that there's something that's solid, that's stable in the church, in your people. Let's all stand. Father, I'm asking you to just guide us to those that need it the most. Help us not to miss our opportunities to shine our light. Bless your people now, Lord, I pray. God, keep us safe as we travel. Keep us protected and in health. God, we ask you to just work throughout this week for your glory. We love you. Thank you for loving us. We ask in the great name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you.